Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann on the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. And today, guys, we're in the food and beverage world. And you guys are going to love this really cool new brand, Yum! Actually... With an exclamation point. I love it. And the founder's on today, Nicole Frankel. Nicole, it's so great having you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah, this is so cool. Um, I was super excited to get your info a couple weeks ago, and I've been looking forward to this um, interview today because I think it's just so cool that you, you had this idea, you brought it to life. Um, it, it's just, and, and here it is growing, and I can't wait to unpack that. So um, let's do this. Let's start with your background. Were you always in the food and beverage space um, or always in the entrepreneurship space? Like, what did that look like before you had this idea for Yum Actually? Yeah, so not at all, other than the fact that I do enjoy eating a lot of food. No, not, <laughs> Ditto. no, no background whatsoever. Um, I do have a background. I, I graduated with a degree in economics, so I immediately went to work in finance and financial technology after that when I moved to New York City. Um, I did work, I have worked at a couple of different very small startups within financial technology. So as I always tell people, I do kind of have the stomach for this, for this roller coaster of a ride of starting a business. Um, And I do have a little bit of background with um, capital raising, um, you know, hiring employees, you know, being, being one of only a handful of employees at a company. So Sure. But nothing within the food or beverage industry. However, I always tell people, again, that working within ice cream, working with an ice cream product is a thousand <laughs> times more fun and interesting than technology. Just my personal I'm opinion. sure. It's so, and, it's so f- <laughs> and working with a product. I mean, like, you know, you have something that people actually enjoy. Um, Bringing it to life myself. Correct. I, I think yeah. it's so cool. Um, for those who don't know Yum! Actually, you can check out their website, Yum! actually.com churning superfoods into super ice cream which sounds super delicious um so let's talk about the business how did you decide to start a a business of your own in the product space sure so i have uh it was personal experience um i have three young kids i have a seven-year-old daughter and i have three-year-old twin boys so never (laughs) adult my household um and about three years ago my then four-year-old daughter was went on a complete fruit and veggie strike she refused every single fruit and vegetable i put in front of her she was starting to have some stomach issues she was a little lethargic um and i got desperate and so i went out and i got an ice cream maker a homemade ice cream maker and i said you know what is one food she'll never turn down (laughs) ice cream like every other (laughs) So I got desperate and I started mashing up things like sweet potatoes and avocados and bananas and mangoes and butternut squash and turning them into an ice cream. Um, And so this is about three years ago. I put this when I first made this a good batch of sweet potato ice cream. And I use a lot more of the fruit or veggie than a regular ice cream would use a puree. So it's the main ingredient in my ice cream. So I put this orange sweet potato sweet potato smelling ice cream in front of her. She protested at first. She said, it's orange. It smells weird. It looks different. Um, but she, she then took a bite, a cup, then it turned into a couple of bites. Then it turned into the whole bowl. And she said, oh, it's yum, actually. Oh, so No way. Went, That's how I, the name of the company came up. Wow. Correct. 
I went with that name and the light bulb went on and I said, there are so many other parents out there that struggle. Just about every other parent I know struggles to get their kid to consume enough fruits and veggies. And I said, <laughs> so I feel like by cre developing this, this, you know, fruit or veggie ice cream, I'm solving a problem for a lot of different families out there. Um, and I also, you know, I, I've always loved ice cream, big ice cream fan myself. So I'm, I'm always really familiar with what's, what's on the, what's on the shelf and what's, what's behind the freezer door. And I noticed there, there are so many better for you ice creams that, that cater to adults that are sure. on the market. You go to the freezer, you go to the ice cream section, half of the products back there are better for you uh, ice creams for adults. I thought there's nothing out there for kids. All the ice creams for kids are loaded with sugar and artificial colors. And totally. It, it, I thought I'm kind of filling a gap market in addition to solving a problem by, by launching this, this product. Love so that. All fast right. forward three years. Yeah. Yeah. Then, <laughs> I, no, I mean, so very, so you try this out, your kids love it. Um, and then <laughs> how do you go from that to, okay, I'm going to start a company in the space. Uh, I'm going to make product that's like portable. Oh, by the way, it's frozen. Right. So, I mean like that requires a whole yeah. other level. Um, like how mm -hmm. did you figure some of this out, you know, from the kind of the blocking and tackling perspective? Yeah. So formula development, um, this was, this was about three years ago that I started formulating in my kitchen it took several months to come up with a formula that was commercial ready because my formula is a little bit out of the box. So okay. the ingredient in all four of our flavors, and it will always be the case in our ice cream and our future flavors. So the main ingredient is always a fruit or vegetable. Got um, it. So talking a high concentration of water there, like any fruit or vegetable. I also use less sugar than the regular ice cream because to me, when formulating it, I, I wanted to have something that had less sugar because my kids are disasters when they have too much sugar. <laughs> too much and sugar, right. Exactly. So for me, it was a good source of vitamins and nutrients and lowering sugar, which very tough to formulate um, an ice cream that way. So that took several months of batch after batch in my kitchen. I've got the twin boys strapped on to me. Oh my God. And I'm just... I'm just making batch after batch until I couldn't stand the taste of, you know, banana or sweet potato anymore. <laughs> right. um, right. And then when I felt like I was ready, I, I had something that was good. that was ready. It was consistent, you know, good viscosity, all of that. I hired a food scientist to okay. come over pre COVID <laughs> and <laughs> run some batches with me, get her into and take her take on whether it was commercial ready. Sure enough. Um, sure enough. She, she, you know, she gave the sign off. She made a couple of, tweaks to it and um it was then i thought commercial ready right. um then i had my first run with a small co-packer and it ended up being an absolute disaster okay so hold on so i gotta ask you on that so how did you find the co-packer like you know was it your network was it friends in the industry like what did that look like I'm like, I, I call myself a little bit of a Google stalker. Oh, um, nice. Okay. Co-packers <laughs> co do not want to be found by small, tiny businesses that haven't launched a product yet. It happens. <laughs> they right. try to be hit. And they'll hang up on you most of the time if you do find them. Yeah. So I funny. spent so much time reading industry publications and just Googling, putting in some of the most creative searches I could find to come back with a list of some co-packers. And I did um, get in touch with one, a, a very small co-packer, very friendly people, very nice vibe there. Um, and they were willing to do, despite the fact that I hadn't launched, I had no sales. They were willing to do this kind of smaller run for me. Got it. That's I've interesting. since moved on to a larger one. Okay. Um, so why was but, the initial one a failure? 
let's see, lost ingredients, (laughs) missing ingredients, ingredients that that were already opened somehow by the time we had the run. They had gone bad. Um, Broken equipment. Uh, My ice cream broke some equipment. I take some responsibility for that. Uh, a, a shortage of staff. <laughs> it was. Oh, and then there was a double booked run. I'm not even. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say the name of this this facility. It's Copacabana, but they, it, they had double booked clients also for the oh, day. Nice. So it's not very good. Anything that could go wrong went wrong, but <laughs> it did produce. Ultimately, after a couple of takes, I did have. I did come, they, we did have something for me to go to market with and get some, do some initial testing and get some initial feedback from buyers and consumers. So I did have something from that run. That, uh, at least you had some. So, and at the yeah. time, did you have any outlet for it? In other words, did you have a, a, a place where it was going to be sold or were you trying to figure that out also? Yeah, so a little of both. I, I live in New York City and there are so many small, one of the things I love about living here is there's so many smaller independent, you know, mom totally. and pop grocery stores around here, health food stores, they're all over the place. And I shop in them frequently myself and I know the managers Got in it. a lot of cases. So I went in there, pitched them my idea before I had the run, and then I went back to them with with the product. And in some cases I even they even put it on the shelf for me. Wow. Some cases some it was cool. for a free meal, and I was able to stand in the store and give out samples when people came in to get their feedback. That's awesome. Okay. Oh, and I also had, I did a bunch of like I sent samples out to friends and families, and I did anonymous surveys. Um, <laughs> That's which awesome. Was helpful too. Yeah, so, I'm yeah. sure. What about packaging? So you're working with a co-packer, and basically they're they're able to manufacture your recipe, basically. But how did you figure out like the packaging elements and and getting something that looked and felt like, you know, a real consumer product. Yeah. So it was really important for me from, for early on to get, to have these small cups. Um, if you notice my, that my ice cream yep. comes in and it's in a box, as, yep. as, as you can see, um, there's a box, <laughs> yep. inside the box, there are four small three ounce cups. Got this it. was really important to me. Um, I think that I know when I want to give my kids something, giving them portion controlled, smaller sizes is key. I go out of my way to buy stuff that's portion controlled for them. And so, um, plus I find that pints of ice cream tend to go icy, even the best ones. I I'm usually not eating it within a week, so it gets icy, but I'm kind of eliminating the problem with having these smaller cups. So that was really important for me. And it was, it was tough to find, it was tough to find somebody who could run these, do these small cups because most ice cream manufacturers are so used to pints and gallons. Right. Um, It was tough, but I was find somebody, a wonderful co-packer who runs this, can run this in their, they have machinery that automatically puts it in the three cups, puts the tablet on top of it, and then it automatically goes into this box. Um, so of course the packaging, the, the cost of goods is a little more expensive because sure. I'm paying for four cups plus this larger bo- box rather than just one pint, but I think it's worth it. And I think in the end, it's absolutely going to pay for itself. Got it. That's very, very cool. Uh, by the way, I think my favorite flavor is the creamy honey banana. That like sounds really yeah, good. Yeah, that's a that good one. Really good. Um, okay. Really, Did, really good. Was there a first flavor or were you like, I'm going in with several flavors to start? What did that look like? So funny you asked that. Um, my first flavor was actually avocado, which will probably avocado. be my avocado. I mean, I like yeah. I like guacamole, but I mean, I've yeah. never thought about oh, that in ice cream. It's brilliant in an ice cream. It's wonderful. <laughs> brilliant. In ice cream. It works as a natural emulsifier, so okay. it's almost like 
can use avocado instead of eggs. Eggs are an emulsifier. And so it, it actually works brilliantly in an ice cream. Um, I will say that there are certainly some challenges with avocado, mostly that it that it turns brown very easily. Right. Yeah, so, I've noticed that in my fridge. <laughs> for all of those people out there, we will very soon have a chocolate avocado flavor. We do make it a chocolate flavor um, to prevent it from turning into that disgusting green color. Right. Um, but that was actually the very first flavor that I spent a lot of time on. And wow. then um, I gave that up once I realized that I needed to do a chocolate base to make that flavor. Got it. So uh, then after that, it was kind of those four, I would say butternut squash, butterscotch was the, um, the one that was the last one I did. And that was the one I didn't know how sticky that was going to be. Have you ever heard of a butternut squash and ice cream? No, um, that, however, wild, <laughs> exactly wildly popular though. So I went with it and that is, that will be a, that's a forever flavor. <laughs> wow. That's fascinating. Um, <laughs> As you were getting started, um, how did you figure out like your pricing and whatnot? You know, you, you kind of got the manufacturing process going. You've developed some packaging. Um, like, how did you figure out where to price your product? Yeah, and this is, I think this is really important for viewers who want to start a food business. Um, I think it's really important to start pricing your product and thinking about pricing your product ASAP. As soon as you have an idea, you need to start building in those charges. I took a course because there are so many, there are so many things that you're not going to think about. It's not that you just put the cost of goods and the ingredients into it and then you mark it up and sell it. There are so many different margins that go into it. You know, the retailer takes a pretty significant margin. The distributor is going to take a significant margin. Totally. Nobody ever thinks about logistics. Nobody thinks about the cost. (laughs) Shipping. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then like the cases, your product has to go into a master case. No one thinks of this stuff. I was fortunate enough to, um, work with somebody very early on who helped me build out a spreadsheet to factor all of these costs into it. So right when I was doing as like when I was doing formula development still, I had already started building out the spreadsheet that factored in all of these margins. Trust me, the margins are very depressing, but they're very important. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. And most people don't think about what you just said. No. I mean, you think about, oh, I make a product, I sell it to a retailer, you know, maybe they, they ask for a double and then, you know, that's done. But all the in-between stuff is where you lose out on margin. I mean, uh, yeah, right. Absolutely. I mean, the bigger those, you, yeah, the right? bigger you get, the more the more hands that go into it. A lot of a lot of people start hiring 100%. food brokers, right? Factor that into it. Um, so true. So there's a whole bunch. And did you know all of this, or did you have to learn this, like as you were getting this going? I have both. I mean, like I said, I am just I am just always thirsty for knowledge. I have this huge ice cream, scientific ice cream book that I started reading when I first came up with this idea. I listen to podcasts frequently. I, I take business courses. I've mm-hmm. taken a handful of really valuable business courses. I listen to podcasts often. Um, and so I think that it was just this curiosity I had in, in just taking all sorts of business courses to, to prepare me for this. That's cool. Um, and as you got started, you, you mentioned you had some relationships with some of the, I'll say mom and pop type locations in New York. Was there like an early win when you're like, okay, I think we actually have something here. I mean, have you, and what, what told you you had something that was beyond just something that would go in and look cool on the shelf, but nobody buys it. Yeah. So first few demos feedback was better than I would have expected. Um, I did not expect the feedback over a butternut squash and sweet potato ice cream to be as strong as it was to be perfectly honest. I loved it. I love it. And my kids are picky eaters. So that, that, that's always promising, but to get in front of consumers who actually have the wallets who will pay for it 
and to get their feedback and then see them buy five of them right then and there. It's <laughs> pretty to awesome. Me, that- and I did a lot of demos in the beginning, um, doing a little bit now in a very safe, you know, COVID, like COVID, like just trying <laughs> right. to get as possible now. But I did so many when I had this first product prototype. I did about five a week in different stores. And I, I, I was like, okay, people aren't running away. People are, you know, people love it. Wow. And so that certainly gave me this boost of confidence and I knew I had something special. That's really cool. Um, all right. So what are the priorities looking forward in terms of growing the brand, um, new flavors or is it more present in different locations? What does that look like? New flavors is definitely on the horizon, but there are a couple of more pressing things to get to first. Um, one would be sales. I am doing all the sales myself and I'm making all the deliveries myself (laughs) still part of startup, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, it's, it's good though. I get to kind of, I get to put the product where I want it to be, which I highly recommend everybody does in the beginning. Um, but so, so, uh, sales, hiring a full-time sales executive so that I can work on scaling the business and then also logistics. We are still distributing it. I'm still distributing it myself. Um, need to need to move on to and start working with a, a, a distributor, yep. full service, or just a local distributor to to relieve some of that burden from sales. Love that. I mean, uh, and so key early on. Um, you, yeah. And you're, you know, you're beyond the idea stage. You've got a great looking product, great selling product. And, and now you're getting distribution. Like what would be some of the lessons learned you'd share with other entrepreneurs that are listening that, you know, maybe they're in the same space or they're looking to start their own consumer product, you know, brand and whatnot, but you've, you've already had some pretty strong lessons learned. What would be a couple of those? Yeah. So I would say the two things that I would, that I would tell people, um, first of all, what, what problem are you solving? Like what gap in the market or problem are you solving with your food product? You really need to make sure you have one because there are so many new, me too products me too, and exactly. are so inundated with new consumer, you know, food and beverage brands. And it's great to see, but it's also much harder to rise to the top. If you're not solving a problem, my problem was that there's no healthier frozen desserts for kids on the market. Also, I want to help parents get their kids to eat more fruits and veggies. Those were my problems. I'm sticking to those. That's my story. And I think (laughs) it's really important to look back and say, what problem am I solving? What gap in the market am I filling? And you'll probably, you know, be able to find one if you, if you dig hard enough. Um, And then the other one I would say is just launch it. Um, Nike says just, Nike says, just do it. I say, just launch it. You are, if you wait until you have a perfect product, you will never launch and you will go back to doing whatever you're doing now or whatever you were doing before, because you, you, you will never have a perfect product. Even when you're an established brand, you still won't have a perfect pro- yeah, product. You so, won't know until you get it out there, right? Yeah, exactly. Get it out there and start getting the feedback and just listen to the consumers. Listen, 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 do surveys, do polls, do whatever you get, you know, get in front of demos when, when it's safe, do a lot of demos when it's safe and get that feedback from consumers. They're going to help That's awesome. build your brand. That's really not, cool. not, not even, not even the retailer or buyer. It's going to be the consumers ultimately. Love that. Um, and one more before we go, how important has the social marketing been or, or, or word of mouth or is, are you still kind of in grassroots, get it in some locations first? Like, what does that look like uh, in terms of building Oh, yeah, you got it. You're launching a brand today. You've got to start getting on the social media, partnering with influencers, 
ASAP. Um, I am not a social media person myself. I never was, but I had to teach myself how to do it. I'm still doing my own social media accounts. And it is, it is, you, you can, you can see stats for who's, how many people the post is getting to. And my posts are getting to, you know, 500 to a thousand people per post. That's the, those amazing. That it's reaching that are not in my network. They're not even following me. Um, so, and there's all sorts of things you can do. You can tag a retailer so that people know that your product is in that store. You partner with influencers. You partner with people that I partner with a lot of different mom bloggers and influencers. I just give them free samples and they, they write about it. They promote it and, and on and on. So <laughs> it, it awesome. is very important to, to get that started. That's you can, I, I, I think you can do your own in the beginning. I, I'm clueless with this type of stuff, and I, right. I would do my own. So, and some people are really great at it. You know, that's and that's maybe a yeah, partnership much, opportunity for you. I guarantee most people listening to this are much better than I am. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, that's so funny. Well, like I said, <laughs> as you're growing your your small business, I mean, maybe something you bring on. Um, yeah, I yeah. love this. Uh, the ice cream, ice cream is made with veggies, and your kids will love it. Um, <laughs> I. I've, I had that there are so many cool like write-ups on you that had great crafty uh, names but um hey listen share with our audience where they can find you where they can find your product etc yeah so go to my website my website because we're still in the early stages there's a lot of FAQ about the product about our story about ingredients nutrition also there's a list of stores where our product is sold it does need to be updated though thanks for the reminder um, and then I'm very active on <laughs> very active on Instagram too totally at young is the handle post frequently um, and then follow like, connect with me on LinkedIn too That's Nicole awesome. Frankel that's so great, Nicole. It's great meeting you. It's fun you know, seeing you where you are in the process here. And I can't wait to have you back on as you continue to grow. Would love to. The Contender Cast is sponsored by Henderson Shapiro Peck and powered by Contender Brands. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.